holy crocodile, is Sally turning out to be exactly who we think she is? We are talking season three, episode one, the bloodline premiere right here on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I think that we should just like take a moment to like absorb. I can hardly contain myself right now, (laughs) if I'm being honest. I can hardly contain myself. It's so good. I actually got kind of emotional when I heard the song come back. We're back, guys! We're back! I'm like, which one should I look at right now? I'm like, are we doing a... Anyway. Hello, AfterBuzzers. We are back here for another fun-filled edition of the Bloodline After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. If you're not already subscribing, please do right on YouTube. You can uh, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, every social media channel there is. We're on Snapchat now. It's just like holy guacamole. Holy crocodile, actually. (laughs) Holy crocodile, crocodile. actually. Uh, We're everywhere. So follow us. Uh, I'm Allison Dean. You can find me everywhere at the Allison Dean, really on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not really on the Snap. Uh, And I'm with my OG co-host of Bloodline, it's Blake V. It's me! It's yes. me, Blake V. Yes, I am Blake V. What's up, everyone? I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be with all you and my Allie D. Okay, I'm going to tone it down for a second. But you can find me on all the social meds at Blake V Media. And you can check out my blog at BlakeV.com. Do it. And friends... It's Allie D and Blake V here for the Bloodline After Show. This whole season, it's going to be both of us holding down the fort. We should note, um, the premiere tonight we're reviewing solo, but um, next week we'll be doing uh, episodes two two and and three three together, and then four and five, and then six and seven, eight and nine. We're going to pair, we're trying a new approach this season. We're going to pair up some of the after shows because the last couple seasons have been a little torturous. Um, wait for us because everybody else in the world has binged the entire season right. and we're just like dragging week by week just like desperate to know what happened in the next one so we're gonna make it easier on all of us and do two at a time going forward but the finale will also be standalone so we'll, yes. we'll allot a little bit more time for premiere and the finale okay so blake i was completely anxiety ridden for most of this episode i had actually like shut off the lights like because it was so dark like the entire episode was so dark that almost like the glare like I was watching it in the day so the glare coming in I was like this is not working Mm -mm. so it was just literally like darkness in my heart oh my gosh in your environment everything was just I I don't know I was frantic what about you yeah oh same total same um (laughs) and I think that we have really come to um expect and appreciate this whole kind of dark cloud that is the Rayburn family and that is the bloodline episode, if you will. Right. Um, I was so excited in this first premiere because we were really left on these various levels of cliffhanger. Yes, we were. And the intro of this was so good. Like, we were just talking about it, how they sort of overlaid, like, kind of a montage where it was these various stories taking place at the same time. You didn't know quite where one was leaving off and one was starting. I thought the crocodile was going to eat the dog and I was like, no, bloodline! Me too! too. I was horrified. And then it was just Kevin. It was just Kevin in the woods. You know. And anyway, so um, I thought that was really clever. That was such a, just a clever opening. We saw Sally getting cray. We saw John getting cray. We saw Kevin getting cray. Like everyone Really everyone was getting cray except for Chelsea. Yeah, 
right? Chelsea? Yeah. You're right. She's Chelsea, the only one, yeah. she's she the only one sort of like holding it together for us right. in this very adult way. <laughs> Which is so, right? Well, and even her, like every single character we got introduced to in the first few moments had so much going on. And then even Chelsea, yeah, she's holding it down at the bar. But I know, you know I mean, yeah, right. But she's got like crazy stuff going on in her personal life too. Yes. So it's kind of a little crazy. Everyone had their, their stuff. Everyone they did, their indeed, their stuff. It was Friends, actually, I thought it was stuff. interesting how they started everything off just because it was clear to me that, or at least if they didn't film it this way, I'd be surprised. But I feel like all of this was filmed all together. So, you know what I mean? Like how Kevin was standing over Marco right in the beginning. It's like, oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean like it was a continuation of the scene? Yeah, they, they just cut it. it. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. I think so too. All of that stuff. I mean, yes. we were like long past. Which is so curious because it's like, I wonder, uh-huh. do they know where they're going to make the cuts and where the precise moment they're going to end the previous season and everything, you know what I mean, while they're filming the entire thing? Do they know that they're going to say, okay, hold Kevin looking over Marco for the season three, episode one premiere? I think they probably have variations of moments that they want to capture to kind of give themselves room yeah. when they're editing. Because That's wise, Allison. That's be- wise. Because when we were at the, um, at the LACMA and we saw... Glenn Kessler talking about all this stuff. It like it's almost like they were insinuating that they give themselves space yes. for for stuff. And let's briefly inform anyone who may not know uh, here in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art does screenings. And Allison and I last season attended a screening at LACMA for season two of Bloodline, and it was very so cool. Amazing. And a lot of cast came and spoke and everything. So that's what we're referencing it was pretty it was pretty cool if you're in LA yeah. definitely go to the LACMA yes definitely take a photo with the the light the light what do they posts? call it the light posts the light post display yeah take take <laughs> some good photos of that okay so let's kick it off Kevin yes. Kevin Meg Kevin Meg John Kevin Kevin okay so um so Kevin we we knew from last season that he had bludgeoned Marco um I feel like we sort of got our confirmation today that that Marco is no more he is no more. I mean, if he um, were to, like, come back in some moment, I would be very shocked. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he is no more. Uh, Kevin sort of lost his mind and fled the scene and had to change and gather his thoughts, which I get. But then he came back to Marco's house, which I was, as he was entering the sliding door, I was like, what is wrong with you? Because I just felt like that is, it was, like, more of a risk to go back and just, I don't know. I will say this. He had gloves on, which I thought... Thank you for having some level of foresight thinking right now, since you haven't had much of it (laughs) as of this, you know, up to this point. Right, right. Um, And the fact that he was going for the murder murder weapon, weapon. I was like, okay, good, good thinking. However, where it went astray for me was he had this bag of not only all the soiled clothes, now the murder weapon. I mean, he literally had all this stuff. Why didn't he burn it? Mm -hmm. He went and like... Went to what, put it in the bottom of the ocean or something, or the bay or wherever, like what, that didn't make any sense to me. I thought, I this is not that. sensible. This yeah. is, you want to completely, haven't you seen enough episodes of any other TV show at this point? I'm like, Dexter, that's a prime example. Unless, Don't leave anything to be discovered. Right. So I was thinking in my own mind, if I killed somebody. Yes. <laughs> let's let's hear <laughs> this voice. Ah, what, of course, what I take. No, and then I thought. So if you do kill somebody and you need to burn the evidence. Well, just really your clothing. Right. Well, right. And the murder weapon. And the murder weapon. I don't know how meltable that Anything's marble meltable. dolphin would have been. But regardless. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you need to burn something, I feel like 
when you start the fire, depending on how well you can contain it. Yes. Like a fire is visible to other people. I know. We can so do you have home. to be very careful. Right. I mean, even if you do it in your home fireplace, then you don't you rid- have then like get rid of all the ashes. chimney that, that I stuff? That I think, it, well, it, that and then people the And then people go around to your neighbors and say, hey, was anything suspicious? Yeah, Allison had her fireplace on in the middle of July or, you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, that's. That's strange, Allison. Let's come question you. Anyway, that's what I thought no, about right. the fire. But yeah, but I did true. think fire is obviously the best way to get rid of it, but like maybe he couldn't, like, okay. didn't, whatever. I guess there's enough also obscure little beaches in where they are that, I don't know, you could find a, like a lone place to just like start a bonfire. Like yeah. there's weird things that have happened on that show. True. But I, you know, I, and then the fact that he was like calling, so there was a lot of phone calling happening, like lots of frantic phone calls and messages. I have learned that if you really want to get in touch with someone and they're not answering, don't you start sending like 400 text messages? <laughs> I need you. I really need you now. 911. Yeah. 911. Right? Um, Does yeah. it, like, if I were to do that to you, okay, yeah. let's do a hypothetical right now. Okay. If I started calling you, let's say you were really upset with me and you like did not just, you were like, no, enough, enough of me. Right. <laughs> and I was calling you like, no. But if I was then saying like SOS, Come save me, please, Lord. Call me back. I need you. Like, if I was texting all these things to you, right. you were seeing it, how could you say no to Well, me? here's my argument for that. Okay. I think that it totally depends on the receiver's state of mind. Because True. if you're in a regular state of mind and you're relaxing, having a glass of wine, whatever's fine, and you're like, oh, Allison, yeah, hello, what's going on with you? Is this an emergency? Let's see what it is. But these people are like, like especially John, has lost his mind at this point. He is like straight up having flashbacks. He cannot even keep it together, it seems. And so I get, I get that from him. It's like, I just can't. I don't, what, everyone could be dying right now. I just can't. But the way he contradicted that for me was the fact that he called his daughter. Yes, Okay, so that was one, and he answered the phone when his mother Sally. called. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. because he did those two things, I'm thinking that if he had been receiving text messages from his siblings, yeah, that may have compelled him a little bit more because he might have started to have like an internal dialogue in his brain of like, oh wait, what's what's you know, like right. maybe things would have been going on where he would have called or responded or shown Are up. We clear if this cell phone that he or they as as a group have yeah. are these like their legit actual cell phones or, sure. or like burner cell phones no I think that's because if it's their actual cell phones I wonder if maybe John is thinking ahead and thinking like okay if I don't answer these calls it doesn't come up on my end of phone records no it does that for even just receiving the calls you you don't pick up well even if they come through on the call records he hasn't picked them up right. so maybe that could be his alibi of I don't know what they were for, you know? I didn't take the call. That's I don't true. know what the response was, so... Eh? Eh. Blake's eh. thinking. Blakey's thinking. <laughs> thinking, Kevin, guys. So, basically, Kevin is completely a mess. Like, they're really... Completely. I mean, we kind of thought this last season, but it's now... Confirmed. I, I just don't... I don't even know what to do with him. He just... He seems like a child to me. Yes. And I feel like there were even moments in this episode where even just... Like, the look on his face or just the way they had the camera on him. He was just, like, uh, like just so... But excellent. Helpless. He is so excellent in this. He's wonderful. But he is out of his mind. He's like, out of his mind. Confirmed out of his mind. So, okay. Meg, Meg we, we also open on Meg telling Sally, telling her mom, that, in fact, John killed Danny. So this is a big moment. And I think Meg was expecting a certain kind of response from 
her mother yeah and did did not get it in any in the in any way of what she thought she was going to get she did i mean almost the fact that she had to repeat herself and ask her mother to repeat what she had just said because she literally thought her mom had lost it at that yeah. point yeah and all i was thinking was oh sally's becoming the sally i think mm-hmm. she is this mm-hmm. is the sally that i've been suspecting it's begin season three it's taken us three seasons beginning here she coming out man yes well, we, and, got, we got another glimmer of that too, but we'll get yes. to that. Yes, okay. and I feel like in my notes, I wrote down like word for word yes. everything that Sally said. Tell me. <laughs> I have it too, like, yeah. Oh my God. So like, Megan loads the news. Yeah. Sally says, it doesn't matter now. What's done is done. That's what I have. What's done What's is done. 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 Nonchalant. Yeah, I know. Like, so nonchalant. Just, oh, well. Who who has that kind of response? I mean, that was like craziness. Well, oh, and well. Then, and then beyond that, we have to protect your father. Which I thought was, I'm like, okay, that was like, like the glass shattering, right? Because it's like, where are we? Where are we? Where is Sally's mind? Like, she is so stuck in the past and what the father did to Danny that she can't even see that what has happened to Danny. I mean, it's shocking. We have to protect her father. It's like her flashbacks are hitting her hard now. And the reaction that Meg had to that was also complete bewilderment. I mean, she really was... She didn't know what to do with that. I she mean, thought was, Sally lost her mind. It was a phenomenal scene. I mean, it really was. It was just, the whole show is just so, really, I'm going to miss this show. Um, I'm going to miss you. I'm sorry. It's the whole only, thing. It's only episode one, and I'm thing. already, like, saying my goodbyes. I'm just like, <laughs> let me start mourning this entire, this just entire thing. Um, it's bittersweet. And then what Sally does is basically demands that Meg goes to look for everyone. Like, the most challenging thing to do could be anywhere. Look not only for John, but find Kevin. Find John and Kevin. Could be anywhere in the Keys. Could be anywhere in the world at this point. We have no idea. But go find them. And Meg, I mean, she accepts it for for some some moments. And then, and then she pretty much tells her mom to F off. Right. Essentially. Which I thought was interesting for this reason. I feel like the mother... Regard, like regardless of Sally's response, I feel like the motherly response would be gather everyone, like br- bring everyone, find everyone. Like I get that as like a motherly response. So the fact that um, I mean Meg is dealing with a lot, but the fact that she number one did accept, like sure, let me find them, and then realized that that was an impossible task, had to go get shammered at the bar, and then she was like, Mom, I'm not doing it not taking it anymore it's like well but you did just drop this massive bomb on your mother like moments ago so to instantly be like hey i'm not doing it anymore it just seemed like a like almost like a too soon response hmm okay okay simply because she's been dealing with this information for however long it's been now that's true that's you know yes and then she just dropped it on her mom and yeah she was drunk and so like emotions were probably taking over but that's that's where I felt like from the mother's point of view like Meg what's going on where is everybody blah 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 and then to get that response of like I'm sick of it I'm not doing it anymore almost like a defiant response where it's like well then why'd you tell your mother right now so I think what I would have hoped for was that in those like before Sally said to Meg go find everybody Mm -hmm. I would hope that Sally would have said let's try calling them right now yeah I'd like do something together like try and do some semblance of I'm on your side in some way right now and I have somewhat of a plan devised in my brain or something in me telling you commanding you to find these other people I think that's what I was hoping for but instead she was you know she goes to help the the hotel guest which granted she is you know the purveyor of this establishment so it's kind of her job to do this but I don't know I just it's like it's almost like Meg needed a mom to like have like more of a 
mom reaction. But is that Sally right there? No, it's not. It's not. But it's sort of like it she's, wasn't I mean, Sally she, from season one. Well, but I mean, she. I think she as a mother is is that like she's not able to give fully Anything. as a mother. Nothing. No, you're right. And we're having those flashbacks of her like with the kids when they were young, and oh, I mean, oh, we see how oh. she dealt with Danny's situation and like. I don't know. Like she was not there emotionally Definitely for not. her children then, and she, clearly it's like she's not quite getting a grasp of the situation now. It seems no, she's either. definitely not. But I think it was just they've been teasing us, right? So like this is really the first time we're really seeing, I think, the true colors of Sally, right? But they've been teasing us in previous seasons where we got just I think glimmers of just more of this maternal side like little things that she would do like come have lunch maybe dinner like things that make us all feel like oh she's she's not hiding anything well I mean I kind of knew but um but you know what I mean like it, it was enough to tease I think any viewer with she's got that side to her like no, she does not have no, the side turn. No, it's no. all a front. It's all one yes. big, one big front. Um, <sighs> okay, so basically, Meg kind of left off of TBD, but she's drunk as heck, all heck, swerving. All, I mean, I thought that we were gonna have another crocodile incident or something. <laughs> I didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, John, in fact, was not drunk, but he opened up and. We opened up the episode with him and he hit a crocodile. And I actually, that pained me tremendously. I was just like, really? Another another thing to die? Really? And then I think he didn't tranquilize it. I think he killed it. Oh, for sure killed it. Yeah. For uh, sure killed it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure nothing was harmed in the making of this episode. Disclaimer at the bottom. But, yes. uh, but still, crossed. it still pains me to see any animal die. Yeah. Same. Any animal and, die. And any Danny. So... <laughs> John, whatever. I mean, Diana's calling him. He's not answering. He's fleeing town. I mean, that's obviously his goal is he wants to get get out of Dodge. Um, he does not know anything that's going down that's really even worse than everything that's already came, like, that's come before yeah. in, in some ways, right? Um, so he hitches a ride with a rando woman that graciously picks him up off the street, which I was like, how's this going to go? Right, right. And I loved how intentionally she looks him up and down, his outfit, his everything, and she goes, are you dangerous? Oh, I loved it. Right? And then he's like, no. But it's like, yes, yes. But he was like thinking to himself, yes, as he was saying no. It was like, no, I'm right. not yeah. dangerous at all. <laughs> Oh, John. You know, it's interesting because I actually, it's strange. I don't really think he really is. It's almost like he was just challenged to like the nth of his being or something with everything that happened with Danny. And it was just, it was sort of like what happened with Kevin and Marco, right? It was like this blackout moment that occurs where it's like they're leaving their whatever they are behind because I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that John's true self is this killer and I don't necessarily think that Kevin's true self is this killer I just think that they kind of go stupid sometimes Mm -hmm. it's true I I in a killer way yeah I mean I agree I agree it seems like inherently they're not evil people but at the same time they've killed (laughs) So it's hard to justify that. But I did think it was interesting in terms of John's storyline. He gets in the car with this woman, this stranger. Number one, I like that he hit the J. Because yep. I would never have expected that from John. Okay. He's like so straight-laced that I just think he would have been like, nah. Well, I like that he said they had done that since like high school yeah. or something. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You need it, John. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's like, let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. It's not going to, it's uh, going to be more than one, I think, to let it yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that was, that was definitely, you know, an interesting moment of him like letting his guard down and kind of like being this different person around a stranger. Yes. Like he was definitely had a lot going on in his head, but still that whole, I liked that whole interaction. Um, but the thing I thought was interesting too is once he arrives at the bus station, bus station, yeah. he then, you know, has these thoughts, whatever, and then he calls his daughter, daughter relays the message. She's like, what? It's early. What's happening? And that's that. But I thought it was interesting. She, he calls the children, but he intentionally avoids Diana's call. He's not at a point where he can tell Diana anything, which I'm sure he knows that if he gets on the phone, she's going to have question, 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 whatever. So he can't. But at the same time, it's almost like I get the feeling as if he doesn't care. He doesn't love her anymore. He's over it. He doesn't. He doesn't even care that he's hurting her because it's like he's intentionally not helping the situation. You know, and then that almost makes me feel like, well, why? Like, what did she do? Why did, why, why, why? I don't think it's that he doesn't love her anymore. I think he feels so um, disgusted by himself almost and embarrassed and like almost as though he doesn't deserve her Mm. anymore because of what he did or how he's affected the family now, right? So, and especially because the concept of family is you know, so significant in the Rayburn world that like the fact that he did this to family, she's found out it's like, he's, he can't even look at her in a way because he's ashamed. He's ashamed. I mean, he's like the nth degree ashamed. So I think that's what it is. But he calls his daughter because it's one of those things where, you know, you love your kids and they don't know all the, they don't know the, the hoopla that's happening. So it's almost like, she doesn't know. She's, she's oblivious. She, yeah, yeah, she's oblivious. It's yeah. a safe zone. So I, that, I was like, eh, okay. I thought the flashbacks were very interesting for us with him and with Sally. Because while we've gotten some audio tape stuff prior in prior season, yeah. and we've gotten some flashback stuff, today was interesting. And in, in, in the things that were said, specifically, he says, we lied and she says, you helped the family. Mm-hmm. We lied. You helped the family. We lied. You helped the family. Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. And I, don't, I actually, I think that they did it. Like, I don't know if it was actually said In person times that many that times. It right. was just think, on repeat. Yeah, I think so. Either way, effective. Very effective. Right? And then that led me to think, this is sort of like the moments in which Sally is training her children to lie. And let's see where that, I mean, literally, what's going down now? It's lies everywhere. everywhere. No, she's trained her children to be the ultimate. And now, obviously, Meg is trying to be better. And, I mean, Kevin had a moment tonight where he was confessing to Roy Gilbert, which I was like, help. Excuse me, wall. What's the whole happening? thing. Well, see, because Kevin, like, Kevin, for real, cannot be trusted on his own. That's you know what true. I mean? He's no, yes. He's 100% incapable right. of, like, handling anything on his own. He yes. just can't. So, in a way, you know, he was calling John a million times, and it's it's sucky, but it's almost like, yeah, it does keep falling on John because it does. It's like Kevin can't do for himself, he and cannot. we know this. So you and can't Meg, leave him. It's like she can be helpful, but at the same time, she also still leans on John as the crutch, and I think it's partly because he's in law enforcement, and so he kind of understands how to in theory, take care of certain yeah. situations. Well, and really sort of like a trickle-down effect because like you were saying, the flashbacks sh- talk about, you know, okay, first of all, we have to protect your father. 
which obviously that's where Sally's mind was since they were kids. Then you see in the flashback, John sort of being like the sounding board, right? We've got Don, Danny is in the hospital. And then here Sally is telling John, you, you, you're helping the family. You're helping the family. He knows he lied, but you're helping the family. Then now cut to them as adults. She's still treating John that same way, almost as like the backup for the dad. Yep. You know? Yep. And so it's like she's straight up calling out to him now. Oh, you have to, you have to get home. You have to help the family. That's the most important. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it's just like... You know, why was John primed to be, like, the father's backup? It's like... I think we're going to find out. mm. I think we're going to see this. Because it just... eh, Anyway. But we also get a scene with Sally and Roy. And I was trying to figure out where this was within the timeline of everything. So what I think happens was... And you can tell me if I'm wrong or what if you think this is anything that makes sense. Okay, so Kevin goes to see Sally, tells her everything. Sally locks him out of the house. Which, which we need to speak about for just a moment. Sure. Um, ha! I know. I right? was like, what is about to go? Thank you. Sally turning into the Sally I think she is. Right? Yeah, right. Oh, just just go on out there. I'm just going to go get some ice. Click. Oh, my God. I thought that And also scene... handing an alcoholic an alcoholic beverage. I mean, literally. One drink's not going to hurt. I'm telling you, that whole moment from when Kevin entered the house so evil. to getting locked out on the thing, I was just like, what? It was like pure evil happening, just right there. So then I think she calls Roy at that moment. So Kevin leaves, he gets in his car, he goes elsewhere. I don't know what happens to him, because they don't really show us. But Roy comes over, Sally discloses things to Roy, or something. We don't really know, but all we know is the outcome is, I'll help the family however I can, get things squared up here. And squared up or no no he goes I'll, I'll help I'll do whatever I can to help are we all squared up here that's and what I, it is and then she goes not even close and I'm thinking what because exactly. that's what I was thinking that's what I was thinking uh what yes and we have that moment from I think it was season two where it's all kind of coming to a head they're talking about getting Gilbert involved in the campaign because wasn't he originally okay he was gonna like be a part of the doc the campaign i mean there was like he was trickling into stuff and sally was very apprehensive and she was like no he nope like he's only in it for himself don't get involved very minimal information but still don't get involved and then now it's sort of like full circle we're seeing the depth of their relationship here intro gilbert and it's like square square for what i'm like I'm just on pins and needles. Truly on pins and needles. Okay, and then let's just, like, briefly before we get into predictions, um, Ozzy. Ozzy, yes. Okay, so um, he got abducted. Yeah, okay, so do we... And I have many questions. Well, I probably have the same questions, because I was like, who who are these people? He thought that they had something to do with John. I don't know if they had anything to do with John. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And he kept saying it, like... You know, he he said multiple times John Rayburn's name, you know, and right. like, you guys are the messengers or whatever. But it seems like more than that or bigger than that. I think so, too. Yeah. But that was just very. And to be honest, I don't quite my my memory of Ozzy. I mean, I know he was definitely uncovering the truths of everything with Danny. So that yeah. we know. Um, but this threw me threw me a little bit. Yeah. And. I mean, I did kind of suspect, I will say this. I'm like, they're not killing Leguizamo in the first episode. Just not happening. He's too awesome. He's too awesome. He's too, I mean, bless you, Marco, but Leguizamo, you know, Marco's been around since first season. We needed to have Leguizamo for at least two, right? Just just like a little handoff. Little handoff. Like a handoff. handoff. So I didn't think that was going to happen. I appreciated how artful his, uh, 
reverse takeover was. Yes, his 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 potential takedown then escape. That was fantastic. Fantastic. So clearly we'll see more of Ozzy. I don't it's like calling little, him Ozzy. I know. I just want to call him Leguizamo. Leggy. Hey, <laughs> Legs. <laughs> he was so good at the LACMA thing, by the way. Funny, funny, so funny. Most funny. Has he done stand-up? Oh, he does one-man shows all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's that's like what very, it is. He's so good. He's very... He's, he's on the ball. He's the guy. Okay, before we get into predictions, is there anything that I'm missing that we need um, to dive into? I mean, there was a lot, obviously, of nuggets. Right. There were a lot of nuggets. One thing I think notable that we kind of just ended on, which is like just worth mentioning for our setup to the next episode, is that Eric walked oh, okay. in. The only reason why I didn't say this is because that's going to roll into my predictions. Ah! <laughs> then but, I'll save but, it. But we can totally the, talk so, about it. No. And then literally, I'll just say what my prediction is. Yeah, Go. Literally, that was all I was going to say. Eric found, walked in on the body. Yeah. Eric walked in on the body. And... Now we can get the prediction music because I'll tell okay. everyone. What. Okay, let's do it. And now you're after Buzz TV. I feel it's such a loss for the predictions. Okay, Me. so here's what I noticed about Eric walking in. Ooh, Ooh it's, it's still like going. Lingering. I like oh, it. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're so giddy to be back together again. It's not even funny. I love it. All right, it's real, folks. It's just real in here. Um. Okay, so Eric walks in sees the body and I think he went there because I think at that point he had been threatened by John and he wanted and Marco was supposed to meet him that evening I think right I think it was I think, I think there was a timeline where yeah there were, or like was it was gonna happen the next day or something something significant was gonna happen where Eric was gonna be taken to the police station or or something because was gonna happen John had held him at gunpoint right like say, that day right yes and so he goes to Marco after I think is Right, this thing. because he needed some level of protection at this point, like some real protection because things were getting real for him. So he walks in, sees the body, does not call 911, was not wearing gloves. His fingerprints are now on the door. Oh, Eric. His fingerprints are on the door. Now, that's not to say that Kevin's fingerprints are not from the original the f- time yes. he opened the door. Precisely. It's possible, but then again, in the forensics of police, you'd hope that they cover every doorknob. But I don't know. There was a lot of doors on that house. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, you know. Do the freshest fingerprints override no previous idea. fingerprints? I wish I was a hmm. NCI or, or FBI or CIA. Or we need to know this. Something. Yeah. But anyway, that led me to think, is he going to go down for Marco's death? That's what I was thinking. Interesting. Right? Very because it's possible. It's, a, it's like the perfect framing. It kind of is. It really is. And so now we've got... Kevin going to Roy Gilbert. Roy Gilbert saying, oh, "You have to decide if I'm going to be doing whatever I'm doing." Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So and I, he and might I think, do this. Yes, and I think maybe maybe that'll be my prediction because I do <laughs> because I do think that I think that Kevin cannot be now in pure bloodline twist fashion. He may get the balls at the last minute and say, "No, let me consult with whatever my family," but. I don't think so. I feel like he Ugh. had that a conversation originally with Gilbert in the car, right? Well, he had the initial, like, he said to Gilbert, please help me, and Gilbert said, get out of the car. See? And then after Sally talked to him, then suddenly he the was like... The tables turned. Right. But see, Kevin was already in that frame of mind of, here, let me tell Gilbert everything. Yep. Gilbert, help me. So it's like, obviously, he's already looking for that help. So here, tables turned, even though Gilbert's obviously coming at it from a shady way. He, now, somehow, oh, Kevin, let me help you. Let me help you make it better. And his little sad puppy dog eyes and 
adolescent brain and all of these things. He's just like, yes, help me. I think he might. I think it's good. I think he I might. think bad things are coming to Kevin and to Eric O'Bannon. Ooh. And that really saddens me because Eric is just not getting anything good happening. No. Like, he literally is just getting dumped on right and left. Like, truly. <laughs> He, and, like, now that he's been in studio and we've met him, I'm, like, all the more a fan, even though, obviously, he is not his character. But I just, in general, I'm, like, save Eric O'Bannon. Right. <laughs> like, signs. Like, protection. Anyway. And then, really, I don't know. John, who the heck knows where he's going? This could be some... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to redirect somehow, obviously. But, yeah. I don't know. Meg is careening off the side of a mountain at this point. Off the side of a bridge i don't know something she's clearing off the side of something and um sally is turning into sally yeah oh Woo! so we'll see ready for the next right installment all right y'all so premiere what did you think tweet us talk to us tell us everything i mean don't tell us any like spoilers because i'm sure most of you have actually you have to follow (laughs) along with us because we can't well, take it. To. Just don't like try and like not spoil things for us. Because, I mean, you do you. Yeah, do you binge? Please binge. Yeah, but for our sake, right? Because we're not <laughs> stick with us. But we will be talking um, episodes two and three next week. So I guess two that's parts twenty five and twenty six. Yes, yes. parts twenty five and twenty six next week. Um, yeah, I've been your host, Allison Dean. You can find me everywhere except for like Snapchat. At the Allison Dean. I mean, technically, I'm on it. I just, I don't know. Like, I need someone to do Allison it Allison struggles with Snapchat. Just, it's just, like, one more thing. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> you can follow my Insta if you want some gardening tips. Uh, and Blake, where Fant- can they find fantastic you? Fantastic gardener over here. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Budding, aspiring gardener. I'm loving it. <laughs> loving it. I, of course, am Blake V. You can find me on all the social meds at Blake V Media. <laughs> And on my blog at BlakeV.com. Check it out. It's an awesome blog. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope to see you next week. Monday. Not Tuesday. We'll be here Monday. Monday. Okay. Bye, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 